Welcome back to Don't Call It A Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we are finishing The Dragonbone Chair by Tad Williams. But Tad. before <laughs> But before we get to it, there is some big news that was dropped on us that to be we we kind of already knew about. I mean, we had dropped it. We had, right. we had hinted we, at it a while ago. We did hint at it, but I think some people took our hints a little too far and decided to leak some information about about the Aragon TV show. Mm-hmm. Coming to Disney Plus, apparently. Coming to Disney Plus. I think it's still very early. I don't re- I don't really know how TV shows like converting these into TV shows works. I feel like it's still like a not confirmed thing or not. I don't know. Yeah, but, I think a lot of the times things can get dropped at like even pretty far into production. Too. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I I feel like this is going to be not a super focused discussion necessarily because I don't know if either of us has like specific things that 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 we want to talk about. But we've we've been we've been talking Aragon reboot for years. <laughs> now right we made a trailer that's on our youtube page for we don't made, call it a book club definitely go check that out it's very good content very good content uh, i think it's our only youtube video it is correct it is our only youtube video um <laughs> that was early that was literally early years <laughs> literally i would say decades almost almost decades we've been talking about getting an aragon reboot almost so multiple the, decades yeah the, the hype about it from us is very high the problem is dan doesn't watch a lot of tv yeah so dan doesn't really know what to expect for this show coming yeah in. yeah okay so I, I feel like I need to talk about a few, like, fantasy movies slash TV. I'm going to include movies. Okay. And, okay. Then, and then maybe we'll get a sense of, like, which, which style we want for Aragon. Mm, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so obviously, let's, let's start with Game of Thrones. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Dan has, mm-hmm. has not seen it. No. Which it's too late. You're not going to watch it now. I'm never going to watch it. Um, however, ever. however, I don't want to go off on a tangent. Um, the new Game of Thrones like TV show, uh-huh. it's about the Targaryens, actually comes out in like three weeks. Why, Luke? Honestly, I, I'm looking forward Luke. to it. Luke! <laughs> ah! You have to make them pay, Luke. They did a bad job. You have to make them pay. Okay. That'll be, that'll be a topic for further discussion. But... Game of Thrones style, everybody knows the style, right? Even Dan, who mm-hmm. hasn't seen it. I'm assuming you know right. the style. Okay. Um, yeah. Other stuff. Um, Witcher. Have you seen mm-hmm. The Witcher? Yeah, I've seen a few episodes of The Witcher. It's a little campier. Yeah. A little, a little goofier. Bit. A little goofier. Yeah. 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 Um, for movies, Dune. You saw Dune. Ooh, we loved Dune. Dune? Yeah. Very good. Quick sidebar on Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take too many sidebars. That's fine. I took your advice a little while ago and got a soundbar and watched Thoughts? Dune with it. Game Thoughts? changer, honestly. Isn't it incredible how much different the sound is when it's not coming out of your TV speakers? It is. It is. And Dune especially is like an mm. an audio experience. Yeah, for sure. And it was and it was awesome. Um so okay, so Dune 
Um, do we include Harry Potter? I think we need to, and here's why. I think we need to, and here's why. (laughs) Aragon? uh, Okay. Remember when we read Aragon, Luke? Mm -hmm. How old were we? Ooh, I I feel like... uh, I, I feel like I was elementary school. Right. At the start it was like it. sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. That's maybe pushing like later age of yeah. when I would have read it. Yeah. So like, sure. Now we're like, oh, I'd love something that's like, you know, Dune or Game of Thrones or one of these like the adult TV shows like made for adults. The book is a children's book, right? This this was going to be part of mine, yeah. I think we need to include Harry Potter in this discussion because it's a book that's aimed at this age, right? Like, that's who is... I don't know if now kids are are hype on Aragon. They probably have other stuff like Percy Jackson or whatever. Right. Uh, But I feel like we have to include Harry Potter's styling in this discussion. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. And then let's see, let's see what else are the big ones. I mean, the ones that came out recently, um, foundation, we talked about a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that has a particular style necessarily. Um, I mean, Star Wars is another one if we're going like kind of more sci-fi and in like Disney's wheelhouse, right? Cause it's Disney plus show. So like the Star Wars kind of thing, there was, a. the shadow did you watch the shadow bone show for a we, little bit we tried to there do was it that show. one it was i yeah. didn't like it at all i didn't like it either yeah um and then okay and then and then we, we haven't obviously haven't seen it but there's there's the new lord of the rings that's coming out and then mm-hmm. there was the wheel of time that came out recently that was okay mm-hmm. um here's here's my thoughts and it kind of goes along with your like kids book thing I don't okay. think that it will work as like an intense, intense TV show. Do you know what I mean? I don't think so either. But yeah. I also don't think it will work as like a lighthearted, funny thing. Because no, it's like not, it's, there's not like funny parts in the book, if what I remember correctly. No, the book is like kind of sad. Yeah. Like the series is kind of sad overall. Right. There's like, like I honestly can't even think of it like any funny moments yeah i mean i'm sure there's a few but like big like none of the characters are very jokey from what i remember right yeah so i don't think like a witcher style is gonna work also i think the reason the witcher style works for the witcher is it's kind of like because the witcher is episodic it's like lower stakes i think Mm -hmm. whereas aragon is all about this one like huge thing yeah there's very few like low stakes stuff actually now that i'm thinking about it there are definitely opportunities for humor when like Saphir is in the dwarf city and is just getting hammered on kegs of dwarf beer like there are a few instances yeah. where there's like some good some good goofs right but i don't think it would be like part of the like strategy of the show is to like make mm-hmm. you laugh they would just be like one-offs i agree i agree yeah I almost mm. think, like, on that, to that end, like, I almost think that they should partially embrace the, like, kind of ridiculous superhero aspect of it. And, uh-huh. Because it's, I, I don't really know how you get between, like, intense and then funny. 
I, th- I think it's I think it's tough. I think that's why we don't make TV shows, Luke. <laughs> because here's the th- here's the thing. I'm thinking more about this as as we were just talking about. There's like intense moments, and the series is kind of sad. Like, okay, if you haven't read the series, I, just we're gonna be spoiling the whole thing at this point. Yeah. Um, Aragon accidentally makes like a freak child. Do yeah. you remember this? Yeah. It's like kind of dark. Like, yeah, very dark. So I feel like it can be done in a style that's a kid's style without being like a kid's movie. For example, like I can't, I'm having trouble picturing Aragon like flying around like, Yahoo! Like, woo! We're flying! Right. And then like, like 30 minutes later he's accidentally cursing a child to have like a tormented existence you know what i mean right i feel like what we're learning through this conversation is that it's just it's hard to picture aragon as a as a movie or tv adaptation (laughs) like successfully (laughs) oh no not to say i don't want it because i'm very excited because i we've been talking about it forever I'll but, watch the whole damn thing. I don't care if it's even bad. I'll no. watch the whole damn thing. For sure. We're definitely watching the whole thing. That's yeah. our vow, obviously. But I don't know what I'm I don't I don't know what I'm looking for, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean there are a few scenes. So I think there's incredible opportunity with some really like cool set pieces and cool scenes that are in the book. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, Braun, Braun's, like, death and burial is a very good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of scenes that I want to see. But I don't know. Oh, it's tough because somebody's already tried this and they did such a bad job. <laughs> yeah, but that was ridiculous. I think the key things are to not take yourself too seriously. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot to be done with setting. Mm, Yes. Because there's a lot of cool, like, there's a lot of cool different areas. The elf Mm -hmm. forest, super cool. There's a big desert. There's big snowy mountains. Mm -hmm. Uh, He starts off in a really cool valley Mm -hmm. with a a little quaint town. I think there's a lot to be done with a little, with a little, uh, like visuals on the setting some set design i think you're right and i think you're right and here's what i here's what i want if i want one thing from mm-hmm. the show i don't want to see galvatorix for a long time Ooh, i oh, feel like in sure. the book i feel like in the book we heard about him for a really long time before anybody ever like like any first person perspective was with galvatorix I don't I, I don't think that you even have a first person interaction with him until the last book. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to even see him. Yeah. Cause I love the specter of it. I love the just like hundred percent there. And I just I just want that to build in that way. That's what I want. Biggest, biggest wish. Also, uh, actually second thing. Second thing I want. Always, whenever Aragon figured out how to like bond with Safira and like look through her eyes and stuff, when I was reading that as a kid, that was the dopest shit. And if they can capture that, then I'm super <laughs> hype about it. If they can capture Dan's feelings <laughs> during that time, that would be great. I'd love that. Thanks. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> Plus. Okay. 
I think that's doable. I think they can do mm-hmm. that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of dragons, can we talk about this dead dragon's chair? Yeah, yeah. The, de- <laughs> the official name, uh, The Dragon Bone Chair, is the book that we have just finished. Let's talk about it. Okay, so my first note is small. Okay. I'm going st- to start Go with with very small stakes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it's... I forget where exactly in this section is, but when they take off, when 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 mm. Simon and his group take off from the castle and they're going on their new quest to find the sword, to find the sword, um, Simon's riding a horse for the first time, and the next day he's going to be super sore, and I forget who it is, but one of the guys that's with them is like, "Here, drink." a ton of wine and it'll make you feel better for tomorrow. It's going to be, it's going to help. This is the worst advice <laughs> I've literally ever heard. I mean, they're pranking him, right? I hope so. Cause it's like, okay, first of all, <laughs> maybe he'll be drunk today and be able to like fall asleep. But now we're adding huge hangover to the next morning. Correct. Plus, I don't really know what it is. Is it like muscle soreness for horses? If like this thing? Yeah, it's got to be. I, I don't yeah, alcohol does not help with that. Right. Also, you know you know what I don't want when I'm super hungover to be like jostled around all day. <laughs> That's in a right. new environment. I don't want to go in a new environment and have to do critical thinking first thing in the morning and be jostled around all day. No, thank you. Right. I don't want a bunch of head movement. Zero head movement, actually, I think, would be ideal. Yeah, zero. Um, I have a feeling like these soldiers have been pranking Simon the whole time, and here's why. Mm. Simon shows up and he's like, hey, I'm the new kid in town. Uh, Just came from the big castle, you know, the one where the evil king lives. Yeah, super important message for King Joshua. Um, And now I'm going to be a part of all the meetings. So see you guys later. Uh, and then one of the soldiers get t- gets tasked with, like, training him. And he's like, God, this fucking kid is so full of himself. He's an idiot. And I have to teach him how to use a sword. Okay, fuck it. You're going to learn how to use a bow because then I don't have to, like, really deal with you. I can just put a target <laughs> downrange and make you shoot at it for two hours. And then the rest of the time, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and tell you it's training. <laughs> and so here they're like you know what We're, he he's going off on this quest they're sending this kid on a quest with a horse i'm gonna get him wasted the night before yeah, yeah. i think they're pranking him i think that's true i agree like i i don't think that that Benabic would would be involved but um i think i think the rest of the soldiers are like fuck this kid yeah yeah, definitely. Benedict is definitely not involved, but I don't think he understands the like soldier customs of this right. place well enough to know that they're they're like pranking, right? Simon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because okay, we do need to talk about the fact that we're sending Simon on this quest. Mm-hmm. Simon, who's had like a week of combat training. Simon, who like we learn. In this last section, he's been gone two months right. from Hayholt. Simon, who was like, uh, like a C tier, 
You know what? A D tier, like castle hand. Oh, at at best D tier. I'm being generous by giving him D tier. And Binabook is like, yeah, I got to take Simon because I promised that I'd look after him. And that's enough for them to be like, yeah, on this really small quest, we're only sending our elite people. We're sending Simon. What does Simon have? What is Simon bringing to the table? He's got a white arrow. Hmm. Does he know the area? No, he's never been there in his whole life. <laughs> he's never even been anywhere that far north in his whole life. Oh, okay. Okay, does he have magic or anything? Not that we know of. Well, hmm. I mean, there's something going on with Simon, though. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> is, that a, is that a something that you're going to bet your whole like quest on? Is is Simon really knowledgeable about things? Can he give us the lore and the history? To, no, Simon. What? Mm. <laughs> Why? What is Simon bringing to the table? His dreams, Dan. He's got dreams. We've all got dreams, Luke. And I, and I will say he has several dreams during this sequence, and none of them are useful, to my knowledge. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> they're just kind of scary or nice they're just, yeah they're just kind of like ominous um and then they just like get to the place that they were going and it's like yeah that's clearly the tree thingy we didn't really need any of simon's nonsense for this <laughs> so like so like obviously has a big role at the very very end but i want let's actually back up mm-hmm. to we simon's to. contributions at large Mm-hmm. which is he comes and he tells the group what he saw on on that like hillside after he stumbles out of the like caverns which was um Elias getting this sword from the like weird boys I I'll get, I feel like that's pretty useful I think that they like that kicked off their finding out about this like swords riddle, which I will say kind of thin evidence <laughs> for your prophecy, but I feel like that's it, right? Like none of his dreams, which he's had a lot of, I think have been particularly useful. I really think it was just this like chance encounter that he had. Am I missing Correct. something? I think you're right. Um, I mean, I think his dreams have been useful because he's connected to priorates. And so like the other magic people around him are like, oh yeah, there's something bad going on with priorates. And it's like, yeah, we could have told you that. <laughs> and yeah, it's the storm King. Didn't right. you notice that the weather has been totally fucked the last month year? Um, I can't think of a single time his dreams have been useful other than for him to go, oh yeah, that's the tree. I saw it in a dream and everyone would be like, yeah, we kind of figured it was the tree because it's a huge ice tree. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember a time where his dreams were actually helpful. No. Um, he. I mean, okay. I will say he did prove himself a like capable traveler by like making it there. Sure. 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 And and yeah, he had Binabik helping him, but like he also rescued Binabik when they were shooting arrows at him and like he got out of some scrapes yeah but i mean like another a regular soldier person would have done that too 
There's nothing Correct. like particularly unique about Simon's skill set. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got a he's got a really cool white arrow. I told you that earlier, didn't I? It's true. He does have a cool. He's got white that white arrow. So that's something. It does. It does come into play. It does come into play. I also love that they like. They think there's a there's a chance that there could be a dragon there. Like, this guy was going off to fight a dragon, and they're like, okay, there might be a dragon. Who are we sending? Okay, we're sending some warriors, a troll who knows the area over pretty well, and Simon. <laughs> okay, to be fair, they weren't planning on it, and then Benedict was like, hey, can my like s- stupid friend Simon come? Yeah, and I and, <laughs> and our boy Josh. Prince Joshua was like, yeah, get that kid out of here. (laughs) Okay, fair. Fair. He's like, do you guys need a distraction when you fight the dragon? Because Simon would be perfect bait. (laughs) Either that or the princess, who granted leaves anyway, is like, Simon is really bothering me. Simon is kind of a creep. Can you send him away, please? Uh, This interpretation is actually pretty good Mm -hmm. here. This is whenever, you know how there's all those moments where Simon sees the princess after he finds out she's the princess and it seems like she's sad because he's treating her differently now that he knows she's the princess, but Mm. maybe in reality, she's sad because this creepy kid will not leave her alone. Right. Even after finding out she's the princess. And so, yeah, actually, maybe this is a good opportunity for getting rid of Simon. Yeah. That's okay. that's the one that I'm leaning towards. It's a good vibe. Um, before they leave for their quest, real quick, there's something small, but I think it might it might escalate here. Okay. Iskrimner's, Iskrimner, Iskrimner, whatever the Duke of the Rimmer's men is, mm-hmm. he gets in to town and mentions to Prince Josh that his wife is getting frostbite. Yeah. This is the wife of the Duke, presumably like the richest dude in the like coldest part of their whole country. She's getting frostbite. This is not like she's a little chilly. This is like a dangerous medical condition that she's suffering. She, of all of the people in this universe who would be prepared to handle these kinds of conditions, she's got to be in the top 1%, right? <laughs> oh, top 0.1% for sure, at least. So, okay, okay. To, are, you, are, you, are you extending this to saying, like, what's the rest of the population looking like? I think that's part of it, is, like, if it is this bad, how are we surviving up here? Like, how are... How is anybody able to ha- handle this situation? Right. Also, it's uh, like summer. <laughs> I think. Correct. Yes. And I get that they're traveling. South. <laughs> uh, okay, this is why it's spiraling here. Because literally, why does anyone live in places where it's like this cold? Yeah. What? You can just not. And, th- okay. Here's the other thing about this, Luke, is this happens in our world. This is just like, we're, I'm spiraling now. I'm spiraling because I'm like, why does anyone live in like <laughs> Siberia? Why do you, you do know 
that Portugal exists, right? <laughs> You're aware that you could just go away from the cold. There's a lot of land. We have so much space. Sure. Yeah. They have permafrost there. That means it never gets warm enough to melt the ground ice. Why am I living there? Why does anyone live there? <laughs> okay, this yeah, this you, you this did turn into uh turn into real life Dan questions. Um <laughs> I think that I like for the Rimmersmen in the actual book that we're that we're going, okay. I think it's like crazy to consider that like there's a large population, like an entire, like significant fraction of this like kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as far as I can tell, there's plenty of space. Like everyone to the south like speaks the same language. They're in the same kingdom. You don't need to like apply for a visa. Um, it's not like it's not like we're they're moving to San Francisco and the housing prices are insane. Just just take up in the empty Jade City that the Sithi are leaving. Oh yeah, easy. Come on. Uh, you you think they're like no? I like seasons. Yeah, your seasons are snow, ice, <laughs> hail, and cold. It's terrible. And wind. It's terrible. Move. <laughs> okay, I will say it does give them a great vibe. Like when they do come down from their cold, icy mountains to the south, that everyone, like they seem so tough, right? They do, yeah. <clears throat> and I think... I love to appreciate that from a distance, right? Like I love as a person who lives in the hayhole to see one of these tough North folk come down and like be all tough. Right. I love to experience that and be like, wow, look how tough this guy is. So tough. I don't want to be that North, that North person, that Rimmers, Rimmersman. Right. Who has to live there to get the vibe of tough. Because the reason that you think that they're very tough is because they live in a setting that is terrible. Correct. And I, I think it gives them a certain aesthetic and I can appreciate the aesthetic, but I don't want to have to put in the work to obtain that aesthetic. Do you know what I mean? Right. For sure. For sure. That sounds terrible. No, thank you. It's <laughs> a good point. No, I agree. Especially, and the trolls are like even farther we, we're talking about this whole trip where Simon and the group is like going on this trek that's they hate. It's so cold and miserable. Granted, Benevik is hyped up. Yeah. And the trolls are just hanging out up there. Right. Benevik at one point is like, oh, you think this is cold? This is like a hot summer day. We would be out naked running around <laughs> in this weather. The weird thing is, though, like... There didn't seem to be any drawbacks to whatever whatever Benedict has that's allowing him to, like, withstand this temperature. When he's down south, it's not like he's like, oh, I can't stand the heat. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? I'm, I mean, maybe he just has a really wide range, right? Yeah. Maybe he's just way better adapted. Maybe the trolls are the next stage in evolution, you know? It could be. Like... Like the Sithi were the first people to take over this place, and then man came and 
you know, did their whole empire thing. Maybe the trolls are next because they're well suited for all the climates here. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, I'm here for a troll revolution, frankly. I'm always here for a troll revolution. Of what we've seen of Binnabic, they sound very level-headed, very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. They ride goats. <laughs> they do ride goats, probably better for the environment. <laughs> they are they're great. They're great. I'm here for the trolls, for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, take up less space. You can have like way mm-hmm. less resources required to house and feed a troll. Yeah. Your ceilings can be six feet instead of eight feet. That way oh, you can Yeah. Three three story building is the same height as a two story building all of a sudden. Look at that. Think of the energy savings for heating and cooling. Incredible. <laughs> all very true. All good points. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me let me go back because this is kind of in line with what we were talking about with Simon earlier. Okay. Um, so Simon's big thing was that he witnessed this secretive thing where King Elias gets the sword in exchange for whatever. And he's like trying to get that information to, um, Prince Josh. Mm -hmm. And Priorates and this weird hunter person are like trying to hunt him down before. I'm assuming before he gets there so that he can't tell them this. Yes. Right. But okay. We should say he doesn't remember until he gets there. Right. Yes. So he doesn't know that's why he's going. He thinks he's going because he has to deliver like the manuscript, I think. I I think just, uh, I think just Dr. More, more jeans just like told him to go. Oh yeah. Where else am I going to go? Um, but, but also, uh, Priorates doesn't know that he doesn't remember this, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, they're searching for him, and it's like, at what point do you give up? Like, at what point are you wasting resources looking for Simon? Well, I don't know, because you know where he's going, right? Y- yes. I mean... So, so you don't necessarily have to, like, be on his trail the whole time to still catch him. Right, I think that's true. But the whole goal of it, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. is to keep him from telling this information. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's just like punitive, which I don't really see the value in. Correct, yeah, yeah. And like, they're searching for him for the whole book. And it's like, you know he made it already. Oh, you mean when they catch him up in the snow? That for one thing, yeah. But even, like, before that, it's like, okay, like, they chased him basically to the gates of Naglamund, I think is this the yeah castle. And then they lost him. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, at that point, you know that he's there, and he's probably already told them. Like, I'm assuming you're expending, like, a decent amount of resources on this dude, this, like, hunter guy. Like, hey, let's go, let's go look for something else. Do you know I don't what know I mean? Do you agree with yeah, this? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I think you might be overestimating how many resources that they've spent on this guy. Because we learn his story a little bit when he gets his legs, both of his legs broken. Apparently, this this guy with the hound mask is on this quest 
because the queen of the white foxes gave him this hat. And so he's like, ah, I must be very important because I got a cool hat. Mm. So I need to find this kid. Maybe they have a like, maybe they have a whole room that's full of these hats that they're just like, this is the cheapest way to get people to do what we want. And we can, (laughs) we can literally print these. So just like line up all your somewhat mentally unstable men who can swing a sword and let's get them outfitted. Let's get them kitted, please. (laughs) They basically have a lid store in the back of their weird mountain where they're just finding a hat that they can give to someone. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that feels right to me. Um, Because he's also not very good at his job. He does suck pretty bad, especially considering he is trying to catch and kill someone with no little to no combat training. Right. And like little to no experience in the wilderness. Yeah. And he has like magic dogs that are just crushing it and fails multiple times. Pretty pretty bad, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So maybe this is a good guy that they're just like, yeah, dude, just like keep looking for Simon. I don't care, whatever. Right, right. It doesn't really matter. Maybe they don't even care if Simon tells them. It's more of just an image thing. They're like... Oh, we don't really want it to get out that he's got this weird sword that they had to sacrifice a noble for. <laughs> it would just be like kind of a PR nightmare. Right. It wouldn't look good. They're like, I don't care a ton about that. I have a meeting with the Storm King in like 15 minutes. I got to prepare for that. Whatever. Just keep. Yeah. Look for Simon. It's fine. <gasps> the, you know what this is, Luke? This guy is the Simon of the other side. Ooh. They sent, you have to send a Simon right. to catch a Simon. Okay. This is the guy they're trying to get rid of. <laughs> like, maybe it'll be funny. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. I'm convinced. Good. Um, can I hit you with a theory? Ooh, yeah. This is a Simon theory. So there's a bit of mystery about who Simon's dad is. And we know that there's like a mystery because <laughs> more Dr. Morgines is like do, uh, like doing the birth, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like I got to save the mom. Obviously, got to save the mom. And then I want to say he finds that information about who Simon's dad is or he finds some information out and he's like, "Oh, actually, we're saving Simon." I think that he already knew, and when he got called in, he didn't realize who was giving birth. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And that's when he's like, okay, we actually have to save the kid. Right. Okay, so Simon Simon seems to be kind of a special boy. Also, he's our main character, so he seems to be kind of a special boy. Right. I'm gonna, I, you know what? I'm just going to throw this out here, and then I'll back it up. I think Simon's dad is a dragon. Hear me out. Ooh. Okay. Hear me out. What do we know about the dragons in this world? Um, first, they have sort of weird names. Okay. Simon, that's not his real name. He's right. got a little bit of a weird name. <laughs> but, I feel, but I feel like it's weird in a very different way than the dragons' names are. It is, 
but that's because his mom named him. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is my weakest piece of evidence. Let me tell you, I'm not going to hit you with the strongest piece of evidence here. Ooh, build up. Okay. We learn each generation of dragon gets progressively worse Allegedly. than the previous one. Allegedly. But this is according to the Sithi who live forever, so they've probably seen a few generations of dragon. Sure. <laughs> kind of rude, by the way. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, you, rude. You're really weak compared to your dad. But... Let's think about the characteristics of Simon. Okay. We've been dunking on Simon this whole time. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because he's like the current generation. He's the millennial. No, no, no. Or I guess he'd have to be the Gen Z of the dragon world. And so everyone's just like, these kids suck. They don't have any drive to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just want to catch frogs and torture them with the doctor. Maybe okay, so so perhaps Simon is this weaker version of dragons. He's okay. like the worst of all the dragons that they've ever made. And maybe the curve is like exponentially decreasing to where <laughs> like as they get worse, they get way worse. Well the, the like in this scenario, Simon's father's generation just got like that one dragon just got beaten by uh king whatever his name was yeah king john yeah. yeah and then simon it's like yeah a cow could probably take simon out pretty easily like probably without even trying right right okay are we are you thinking that that it's like a shape-shifting situation so in in one of the witcher books the dragons yeah. shapeshift. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. I think actually, I guess in all the Witcher books, the dragons shapeshift. But we we hear about one of them in one of the short stories that we read, mm-hmm. and we don't know a lot about the dragons in this universe. So right. I I think it's feasible. There's a shapeshifting situation. I mean, we also don't know how the like genetic mixing happens and what the corresponding offspring would look like. Right. So. Maybe there isn't. <laughs> okay. Maybe if you got like an MRI you of Simon, you'd be like, hold on a minute. Why do you have seven bones? You only have seven bones, Simon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. There's also a little weird moment at the very end. Oh, exactly. you're getting to it. Okay. Yeah. No, I, you're, you see, the theory is taking on a life of its own, Luke. Tell us about the weird moment at the end. Um, when Simon, like, I don't know if he kills the dragon or like hits the dragon, whatever. Yeah. He has a little moment where he like turns into the dragon. Mm-hmm. He gets the perspective of the dragon. Right. Which, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Also, the dragon doesn't seem to like be that interested in attacking Simon. Like, there's that big fight, and the dragon, like, looks down at him. And I then... didn't really follow very well what happened in this scene. Yeah, I think there was a fight. The dragon was fighting everybody, and then and then Simon just kind of accidentally hit it with Thorn. Here's what I'm leaning towards. Um, the dragon didn't do particularly well in this scene. Correct. Um, building on your theory, I think that this is mm-hmm. Simon's brother. Oh! Because there's no way 
one generation above would have been this bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He just like flies and Simon like swings his sword and hits him in the eye. What is this? Get it together, buddy. Well, okay. We should say he's probably out of practice. Okay, sure. Because, like, who the fuck is coming up here anyway? Right. So I think that's that's potentially part of it. Okay. But I agree. This dragon sucks. This dragon got owned immediately. Um, I'm sold. I'm easily sold, but I'm sold here. Here's sure. the last thing. Oh, okay. This is just, this is more of a literary thing. There's like literary evidence for this rather than like plot evidence for this. Okay. The very first person that we're introduced to, aside from Simon, is Rachel. Rachel's nickname is the dragon. That's right. Simon's got to be a dragon. <laughs> Look at the Think of the parallelism there. Big connection there for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, it's definitely not the fact that Simon fights a dragon both at the beginning and the end of the book. That's definitely not the parallelism that's happening. It's got to be that Simon see that is a dragon. Right. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. Confirmed. Anyway. Lock it in. Wow. Look, you know, as this series has gone on, and by this series, I mean, don't call it a book club. Uh, I think I've started to bring you over to my side a little bit. Because I remember early days... Luke was not having any of my theories. And now <laughs> it's, it's, it might be too easy to convince you. It might be too easy. L- original Luke was a bit of a naysayer when it came to Dan theories. Um, but then look what happened. <laughs> I was right. You, I kept being right. You kept being, you were always right. I think it's the way I remember it at least. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you here. Uh, Luke, real quick, since we're on theories and speaking of always being right, I want to throw this in here as just on the record. This is a Dr. Dan theory. We don't need to talk about this very much because we're going to put a timestamp in, I think, because I know that this is right and it feels like a spoiler for this series. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is a Dr. Dan theory. It's for sure confirmed. Got to be right. The sort of memory is the one they mer- they buried with the king, right? It seems like it's at least one of the important swords. Correct. So it's obviously important. It obviously has magic powers. The reason I know it's right, and I thought Tad was going to have this revelation in the book because he sets it up. Mm-hmm. He like tees it up, but he doesn't swing. I guess because he's waiting for a later book. Uh, they're reading over those manuscripts of like, they're trying to figure out where the other sword is. Mm-hmm. And so they're reading the dude, the hot old guy with the bright blue eyes is having the dude read the stories back and forth. Of course. And the key detail in there that they both seem to miss is that John goes in to fight the dragon with a spear and a shield. And John comes out after fighting the dragon with a sword. And it's like, one, we know that the sword is somewhere in the hayhole. And two, John didn't go in with a magic sword. Right. Also, his sword at the beginning, it's like many people are like, that sword is pretty sweet. Correct. So, like, that's the sword. Guys, it feels bad calling this a theory because it just is, that's it. Right. Because if it's not it, it's like, okay, well, there's a fourth cool sword. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Which is unfair. It's cheating. It is. It is. You're only allowed three cool swords per series. Mm. 
Everybody knows that. Um, yeah, because I think also it has like some of the cool things. It has like a couple relics. It does. Like embedded in it. It's very memory oriented. I mean, it's yeah. got to be it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, okay. That's a good. Do you have any more theories? Those are all my theories. Okay. One thing that I want to say, um, another Sithy note. Okay. We we get to hang out with a like a group of Sithy for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I get there's some like uneasiness with interacting with them. But everybody in our group kind of seems to want to leave relatively quickly. And again, maybe that's part of the like mission where it's like we got to we're on a mission here. But I would stay with them as long as possible. Uh-huh. I'd be asking questions all the time. What are we doing here? What is you said hunting lodge? I'm ass- I, they assume it's for like giants, but it's like follow up at least. What are you hunting? That is sounds it cool. Just giants? It's weird that you have a hunting lodge for just giants. What else is it? Correct. Yeah. There's so much I, you got to learn about these guys. Come on. I mean, I agree with you 100%. As soon as they introduce me to this like tunnel slide entrance, I am on board. I'm ready to abandon humanity and join the Sithy immediately. Right. Because this is fantastic. Why am I doing anything else? Um, and... I agree with you, like, one, they don't show much curiosity. And in fact, they seem, like, eager to have weapons to be able to fight them. Right. Which clearly, like, they're not trying to fight you. Like, I don't... Guys, chill out, okay? But also... And I get that they, like, they had a big war with the Sithy. Yeah, that was, like, 500 years ago. I agree. And I want to push back. Why did anybody fight the Sithy? Why were we like, hey, see that incredible city over there that looks like a flower blooming in the sun with like rays of beautiful light streaming from it and listen to the sounds of their music that is like centuries old and sounds like crazier than anything we could produce. I'd love to murder them and take all of that. (laughs) Why? Why did we choose violence? Why did we choose violence? Why Why weren't we just like, hey... Is it cool if we hang? Because I don't think the Sithy would have been like, get out, weirdo. I mean, maybe they were. Maybe that's why we chose violence. But I don't know. You, I think you try a little harder to be like, can we just chill in your cool city, right. please? Right. Maybe we have something to give to you guys. I don't know. I I agree with you for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. But even just in this, like, just in this little interaction... I'm looking for ways to bond, right? What sports do you right. guys play? Hey, have you heard of basketball? I'd love to show you. Why are you guys all vegetarian? Tell me more about that. <laughs> oh, this food is just like, or very similar to this other food that I make. Let me make it for you. Oh, oh. boom, we're friends. Come on. <laughs> Can we get a little recipe swap going on? I'd love to do a recipe swap. Yeah. <laughs> How do you sing like that? Please teach me. <laughs> I'd love to sing beautifully like that. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's that's my big note for our traveling companions. Like if you're a traveler, just if you're a traveler in general, seize these opportunities. 
So you know what their problem is, Luke? Too full of an itinerary. Mm. Don't do that. They were like, enough time. they were like, we've got an hour to go through the MoMA and then we've got to get to the Statue of Liberty and then we're doing the Empire State Building. It's like, stop. You, yeah. Pick one. You under, you you got to underbook because you know, mm-hmm. it's going to, you're going to fill it up your calendar when you're there. Come on. You got to allow opportunities for spontaneity while yeah. you're traveling. You got to be like, what's this road go to and just go, you know, or at least be flexible. Right. Oh, hey, we right. didn't expect to run into the Sithy and bond with our ancient whatever. Um, maybe our undefined, undefined quest that we have very little information about can wait a couple of days. Right. Right. Mm. They're honestly not on a time limit. OK, they're not going to come I mean, back. OK, I should say they don't know. It's a vague timeline, right? Yeah, but like, like, we can't spend a moment. <laughs> they do know there's urgency. And I will say they they have like a good meal with them. Like they're not, it's not like immediately when they know they could leave. They're like, we need to get out of here now. Sure. Like they do rest a little bit with them. But I agree with you. It's like, maybe take a little longer. See if the Sithy have any records. Right. Find their old, Find the oldest Sithy and be like, hey. Tell me some information, please. Or or even just like, maybe they figure, like, hear this later. I, I, I forget his name, but the, like, prince of the city that comes with them is yeah. like, hey, why the fuck would we bond with you guys? Like, <laughs> I kind of want the Storm King to win. <laughs> like, hey, maybe let's, this is kind of turning into half of a diplomatic mission now. We're trying to convince the city that we're the good guys right yeah yeah we when definitely need to when the prince says this it's like okay hang on let's pause for a second and talk about this let's not continue our mission because uh i don't want you to steal this magic sword from us <laughs> and and start fighting for the storm king right come on hold on are you on our side maybe we should have figured this out before we invited you on this quest <laughs> should i have told you what we were doing i don't know kind of forgot how, the storm king was a sithy actually <laughs> how significant was the bond to that arrow again oh it's just to simon you just have to save simon's life and that's it oh uh-oh uh, so yeah yeah let's hang out let's hang out for a little while mm-hmm. also we had a dinner with them i want to know what their breakfast cuisine is I mean, I think we did get a did breakfast. We? I think we yeah. probably did too. But the I breakfast, I was trying to figure out if they were vegan or vegetarian. Um, they did have honey, but some, I don't know, some people think that's fine if you're a vegan. <laughs> uh, the other thing they had, though, they had milk with breakfast. Okay. So that's pretty clearly put you in the vegetarian camp. Yeah. I don't think they're eating the giants. We should look into that, though. Hopefully not, I guess. I don't know. Ooh, actually, they did say that their food wouldn't really be super suitable for these people. Maybe it's because they're eating the giants. Again, ask. Yeah, they gotta ask. You gotta ask, guys. Maybe it's like, why, is it like too spicy? Because I'd like to try it. (laughs) I can handle spicy food pretty well. Uh, I don't think I don't think they can, Luke. I, I don't, don't think, think they so. can either. 
you know they're giving them a one to ten scale for spiciness, and they're saying eight, and they're hearing four. Yeah, yeah. Divide by two every time. Always, you got to. A quick question for you, Luke. Yeah. How do we feel about guiding someone arm in arm? Mm, would you would you elaborate on that for a moment? There is a lot of instances in this book where two friends will be talking. And one will say to the other, hey, like, come over here. Let me show you something. And they will take the other person arm in arm oh. and walk them to where that they want to take that. them. Oh, we hate that. I mean, okay, it's extremely intimate. I cannot imagine doing that with any of my friends in a way that's, like, not a joke, in a way that's not a goof for whatever reason. Like, it feels like holding hands almost. Yeah, it's, I think the main thing is like, what, how long are we doing this for? Mm-hmm. Like, cause also, I can what's understand. The difference? I, <laughs> I can understand if it's like, Hey, we're turning this way. I'm putting my like hand on your back or shoulder and like giving you a quick like turn and then mm-hmm. I'm done. Right. That's Correct. fine. That's a nice sign of affection. Not too long, but it's like, Hey, we're close. And we're like having a conversation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If it's like. Here, I'm holding your, like, elbow and, right. like, not dragging you, but, like, you know, guiding you. It's like, okay, you can drop it, man. I feel like but, it, it's, like, two seconds max would be okay. Any more than that, it's like, okay, what are you done? Right. It seems like a lot. It's also interesting. When I picture people walking arm in arm, for some reason, I, there's only one way I picture doing it. And it is, like, square dance, dosy doing, where your elbows mm-hmm. are, like, touching. Mm-hmm. You know, like, or like the insides of your elbows are touching. Right. Yeah. That's so close to, and mm, the like degree of these people that do it. I think the Sithy guy does it with Simon at one point. Mm-hmm. I think That's, so too. I, that feels too new of a relationship to be doing Is yeah, I, like I don't even really think that that's the part that I'm having issues with. I just like don't, maybe I just don't like to be like casually touched that much but i don't know it's just like stop (laughs) (laughs) right i agree because it happens with like everybody here like it happens a lot it's not just the city that are doing this like prince joshua does this too and i think like this happens a lot i don't need to be guided i'm not a dog i don't need a leash i just we're on like one walkway it's that's the way we're going i can tell (laughs) let me go Right, right. Um, And I, because I also feel weirded out by it, but I wonder if it's just like, I don't know, you could be intimate, like, that's kind of, maybe it's nice to be intimate with your friends in that way. It's just like, we're very close. It's not like a hug, but it's like, I don't know, maybe it's nice. It just feels weird to me. I don't think I would want to do that. Yeah. Maybe some people do. I think just logistically, I don't really like it because I feel like, I feel like if you're going to be close with your friends, it's just like not, it's just kind of an annoying way to do it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time trying to walk with somebody that's like attached to you in some way is tough. Yeah. Very tough. Okay. I'm glad we could. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up though. Yeah. We had to feel that out. Um, okay. I, I don't have a ton of more notes. My, my last kind of note is just about the like siege and the king elias's group like i get that the ending is like a completely different method than the beginning 
But like, there's one moment where they have siege towers and they're like, yeah, oh, we hung yeah. like some wet blankets on them. And then it's like, okay, but the, uh, the, <laughs> the general had a brilliant idea and he threw some oil at them and then lit it on fire. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> that seems way too easy. Can we also talk about how they delayed their whole invasion until these could be finished? Do you remember the scene where Priorates goes down and just like completely goes off on Inch because he isn't getting the siege towers done quickly enough? Yeah. And it's like, dude, those lasted like two days. They, 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 they didn't. I don't even think they were used. No, they did not work at all. It's like, dude, Inch has got to feel so bad. Maybe. Like I went through, I went through all of that. And my not a single one of my siege towers made it to the wall. Right. Do you think it's a do you think it's Inch's fault or do you think it's the fault of like the people using it? Oh, I think it's totally Priorate's fault. Yeah, I agree. I think Inch has just gotta feel bad because he like put up with so much abuse. Yeah. And then up oh, it didn't didn't do anything. Nope. God. Yeah, the siege, honestly, the most disappointing part of the whole siege for me was that none of these towers that Inch, like, worked on for months in a hot furnace, none of these towers actually got to see use. There's also, right after that, um, the defenders are, like, hyped up, right? And then King Elias comes out and starts going crazy and, like, (laughs) tries to call a storm. Yeah. And the vibe of the defenders, like, it kind of, like, destroys their their hype. Yeah. And I don't understand that. Because, like, if I'm on the walls and I just, like, won a little battle, killed their, their or burned their storm towers, sorry, siege towers, and the leader comes out and does, like, a crazy embarrassing rant and then has to go away, it's like... Add it to the pile of reasons to get hyped, because that dude's an idiot. Uh, mm. I think you're forgetting how recent this civil war has started. Mm. Like, up until this point, this has just seemed like a political conflict. Okay. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't realize, like, what King Elias's deal was. They were just like, yeah, he seems to be advised by some bad people. Sure. And now this might be the moment they realize, like, oh, no, our nation is in a lot of trouble. Okay. He's not even sane. He's not even the sane person that's attacking us. This is not good. Okay. That's fair. I can see that. Um, Speaking of the other half of this monarchy, though, the younger brother, Mm -hmm. I think this is the first time somebody uses this moniker for him, but they call him joshua lackhand at one point Uh, as like a rallying cry i think that's bad guys not a good not a good little epithet for him right maybe like strong arm could be a cool one Mm. yeah or like i could it it like smacks of calling him like stumpy or something you know it's just like it's not powerful it's like it's a bad moniker. It reminds him of like his weakness. Right. Like I, cause I think this happened on the time that, uh, King Elias's like wife dies. Right. It's like the same incident. Yes. Correct. Yeah. It's not a, 
It's not like a moment to be celebrated. Right. Like if I'm Joshua, I'm not. I'm people. I hear that once and I'm like, no. It's like, hey, can you go tell them to call me Joshua cool guy next time instead? Or just like anything else, please. (laughs) Yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. I think Josh needed to be a little bit more upset about that nickname well maybe there's just like no he doesn't have a ton of defining characteristics so maybe they're like i don't know he seems noble he seems brave i guess yeah in like the way that everyone else does he seems loyal right he doesn't want to take the crown from his brother okay how you turn Uh, that into a nickname (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, Luke, but I think it's better than Lackhand. Okay, sure. I agree with that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying Prince Josh needs to give us something to work with. Well, okay, I think you could turn it into a strength, right? All right, let's assume he was right-handed because 90% of people are right-handed. He got his right hand cut off, and he still seems like a pretty good swordsman with only a left hand. Ooh, okay. I think you could turn that into a cool moniker. Sure. That's like, I don't, I can't think of one on the spot. Well, it's not your job. He's got to, you got to have someone down there doing that. And you've got years to come up with this nickname. Right. This is the jester guy is like, un, like borderline unemployed. Here, come up with my nickname. I don't even know what we're paying you for now. <laughs> uh, um, but... So yeah, he's we need a we need a new nickname for him. Last thing I want to talk about though. Okay. And this is the exact opposite of the situation. Simon wakes up at the end from his dream. And the Sitha who owes him like a life debt shows him his face in the mirror. And Simon has like this huge scar on his face. And a bright red beard and like a streak of white that goes Mm -hmm. through his hair. And it says he like hid his face in his hands. And he's like upset about this new development on his body. It sounds like he's upset about it. Simon, you look dope. I was going to say, this is sweet. I know. This is the opposite of Lackhand. This is the like, yes, this is incredible. Yeah. Because... First off, everyone's going to ask you how you got the scar. And it's like, guess what? Dragon. Wrecked a Fighting dragon, a dragon. With a famous sword. <laughs> right. Like, are you kidding me? That's the oh, perfect first. Oh, by the way, first... that sword, two guys couldn't lift it. Just so you know. It's the perfect conversation <laughs> starter. Literally perfect. Right. Because everyone's going to ask about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then streak of white through your hair as like a young person yeah. makes you look magic it makes Very you cool. look magical mm-hmm. i think simon needs to get a little bit more hype about this i i didn't realize that he that he seemed to not be hyped about it because i just maybe i was just assuming because i was like this is awesome it, it, I, i'm pretty sure he like hid his face in his hands okay and i'm like you gotta let that shine you do. You really do. So, Simon, big transformation for you, and I think you need to own it. Own I think it you need for to be sure. Hype about it and own it. Yeah, 
Dev, at least, yeah, for sure brag about it. People are going to be annoyed at you for how much you talk about your scar. That's what I want. But, I mean, you've earned it at this point. Yeah. Um, okay, should we talk? Should we do reviews? Let's do reviews. Okay, so I I came into this book with pretty high expectations because there were a lot of good reviews on it. It's pretty... It's pretty old and like well established and it had it had the like the like kitchen young kitchen boy from goes from nothing to like become super cool, which mm-hmm. is a trope that I will always read. Um, <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest, by the end of the book. Um, there were like definitely some cool moments um, and like when those came they were really intense and i enjoyed them but it was like kind of a slog uh i get that there's the writing style of the author a lot of people might consider like super cool but i was kind of like okay i think one time when they're on this ice mountain he describes something for like two pages and i was like okay that's going to be important and then it was just like a thing on the mountain that they passed um that felt that felt like a big part of it, and and I didn't quite connect with a lot of the characters. Um, so I think those were my 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 main issues with the book. It was it was fine. It was something that I wasn't necessarily like looking forward to read the whole time, though. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I was also at times trying to like figure out a time to sit down and read it because I, I knew I had to get through it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the author did take a lot of time with stuff that could have been just like entirely cut from the book. It could have been a lot shorter because I was just like wanting more stuff to happen. It felt yeah. like it was slow for what was going on. Um, and I feel like the author tried to do the thing where you get a, several different perspectives. But every time we shifted away from our main group, I was like, who are any of these people? Mm. Like... I was having a hard time for a while following the wide array of characters and the like weird names and what was even going on yeah. in that part. Too, of ma- too many weird story. names as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I Yeah, I think some of the battles were cool, but this this was tough to, to come back to and keep coming back to. The, the, the one other thing I'll add, not to be, not to harp on the book too much. Um, like, I I don't know where we are because, like, I don't know Prior Rates' motivation. I don't know King Elias' motivation. I don't know anything about why the swords are going to help other than why, because they're, like, cool swords. And I don't know where they're going, like, how they're going to fight the Stormkeep in any way other than just, like, get the swords. So, I don't know. I feel like I would have liked at least one of those to be answered at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair, Luke. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Um, okay, but let's talk. Let's talk. What we're going to be doing the next two weeks? Cool. Yeah. Next week is going to be a Patreon, sorry, patron-only episode. So, if you want to listen to it, check out our Patreon. That's where where it will be posted, and it's going to be talking. Mostly about Cradle, because we wanted to 
to not stick the last cradle book with only one episode because it was too good. Um, so we're going to be talking cradle, answering some, some questions and I don't know, whatever, whatever else we want to talk about, I guess that'll be mm. next week. Mm-hmm. The week after Luke, Luke, it's the summer of swords. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's only fitting that we end the summer of swords with a storm. A Storm of Swords by George R.R. R. Martin. That's right. That's right. We're finally we're finally getting back to Game of Thrones. That's the mm. that's the third book. So if you, it has been a very long time since we read the first two. I think they were like they were like first I don't know first five books that we did on the show. Yeah, we'll have to get. Since. We'll have to make a plot. Maybe I'll tweet this or something this week where we'll plot a function over the data points to see what our what our trend line looks like. Yeah. yeah. It's not linear. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check check that out. I think we'll probably do it in fourths. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hefty. Yeah. So so yeah, next week we'll be talking to the patrons and the week after we'll be talking to everybody again with a little bit of George. We'll see you then with the hot takes and us being dumb nerds. Mm-hmm.